Alright, you're listening to She Likes to Go Slow, and I have my first victim, I mean guest, <laughs> in the van today, so I guess we'll call it a van cast. Yeah. So, Erin, I've never met you, so this is a... <laughs> <laughs> this is a in-the-van meeting for the first time. Yeah. I'm kind of excited but nervous yeah. about it, so I think it's kind yeah. of cool because I don't know anything really about you. Yeah. So, uh, we'll probably just go through some beginning, middle, and ends part of your life and just get to know you a little bit better. Yeah. But first, for people who might be wanting to schedule a podcast here in the van, can you sort of give them an idea of what it feels like? Because I had someone ask me to do that. Oh, yeah. So they might not be so intimidated if they know what it's kind of like. Oh. Is it cozy? Or? It is cozy. It's very nice. There's oh. like a, it seems like a couch. There's a pillow. Very cozy. I've got my on-air sign. Yeah. My little goal zero power. So yeah. other than a little traffic noise, we'll, uh, we'll probably get a pretty good podcast out of this. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I heard some beeping like earlier, but I think <laughs> it's done. So uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, how where you began and your very beginnings of life. Very beginnings of my life. So I um, I actually was born in Lake Oswego, Oregon. Um, my parents are former hippies, so I was born at home. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe also they were cheap. I don't know. Well, <laughs> who knows? Uh, but I lived uh, for the first three years there, and then um, we moved to Colorado for my dad's job. Lived in Fort Collins for about five years and then moved here. Sure. Um, so I grew up here in Boise from the age of nine, and then I left at um, 18. Um, so that's kind of the beginning of my travels okay. after that. So I, I graduated high school, um, tried to go to Boise State, got very depressed, mm-hmm. and um, failed out oh. <laughs> the first semester. So um, ended up in Washington. And from Washington, I joined the Navy. Oh, wow. Yeah. What did you do? So I um, went in undesignated. Just to let everybody know, <laughs> if you plan on going into the Navy, try officer first. They'll pay for your college. <laughs> um, or get a signing bonus mm-hmm. and a real job before you go, <laughs> go sure. to boot camp. Um, so, yeah, I was in, in Illinois for a little bit through boot camp, went out to Virginia, um, was on a ship, um, but I should back up a little bit because I met my ex-husband. So my now ex-husband, I met my husband in boot camp while we were in boot camp. Um, there he was a little bit older and, um, I ended up going out to Virginia to be stationed on a ship before he, um, he was stationed out there. Mm -hmm. So we, we had some time apart and he decided that he wanted to come out to Virginia as well. Oh, yeah, begrudgingly. Oh, that no. was kind of held against me for for a little bit. Um, he didn't necessarily want to go out there, um, but he he, I guess, made the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that kind of s- started uh, everything. I um, I mean, if we're just talking stories yeah. here now, uh, I've always been a pretty. Uh, pretty moody person. I, uh, I, I mean, that's a nice way of describing it. I, I, uh, have had depression and anxiety for quite a while. Um, when I went out to boot camp, it was because I was specifically trying to run away from my family and think like, oh, I can change myself. This is a, this seems like a, a wonderful change to do. Um, maybe I can go, the, the real thing was maybe I could go overseas and have them pay for my school. Yeah. Um, that did not happen. Wow. <laughs> uh, I ended up uh, being in Norfolk the whole time. Mm. 
Um, and my, my ex-husband, um, was pretty abusive, um, wasn't really a good situation. He was an alcoholic. Um, he did a lot of drugs. He, um, ended up introducing me to, to some drugs and then, um, I got kicked out of the Navy uh, the year after he got kicked out of the Navy. So, um, then we were kind of like, well, where do we go next? We don't want to be in Virginia. Mm-hmm. So his bright idea was, um, and he had a son. His bright idea was, let's move to an island. That sounds like a good <laughs> idea. Uh, we'll make so much money. Uh, and then we can send it back to, to my son and, and it'll be great. Not let's move closer to my family and have support. Mm-hmm. Um, so we moved to the um, St. John. Uh, which is a U.S. Virgin Island and very expensive. <laughs> it was not. Uh, it was not a very good plan. Um, I should say at this point we had been together for almost three years. So I I was married when I was twenty, mm-hmm. um, and he was twenty five. Oh. So, um, so I'm about twenty three, twenty four at this time, and um, we just fell back into old habits. Mm-hmm. It was a lot cheaper to get get drugs than it was to get groceries. Sure. Um, rent was really high. We, I, he ended up losing his job that brought us there. Mm. Um, I shouldn't say losing it. He walked out because uh, he thought he was going to do something else. I don't know. So we ended up. I was the only one who had mo- uh, was making money as a waitress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a it was a crazy time. So we, we stayed there for seven months and then um, ended up getting in a, in a huge argument, which I always like to say was kind of like knocked the sense back into me mm-hmm. because I just, we just got into this huge argument and I realized that this is not my life. This is not how I pictured anything, being stuck on an island away from my family, not having a lot of support with this person who is very mean. Um, and so I left. Uh, I mean, it was a it was an interesting transition. I had to call my parents up and actually let them know what was happening, which was probably the most difficult conversation to have is yeah. to say, hey, um, we got back on drugs and um, we got in a fight and I and I have been hiding that from you this whole time and I need need help. And so they were living back in Oregon um, again. So they flew me, they flew me back home, and I traveled across the country and ended up in Portland, Oregon. Wow. Yeah. That is a big change. It is a big change. And a really brave thing to ask for help. And and even I appreciate that you you know were admitting of being kicked out of the military because that happens to people. Right. No one really talks about it, but no, it's definitely out there. And I know there's some probably shame attached to that. And yeah, absolutely. Because um, you know you want to. Uh, there's a big um, military is an important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people get in the military for the same reason that I got into sure. the military. Um, but you get mixed up with people. It's not always meeting the best people while, while you're there. Um, and I, yeah, I made, I mean, ultimately I was an adult and I made my choices. Mm -hmm. I, um, I did not have a very good time in the Navy. So it was kind of one of those things where every day I was like, I want to get out. Uh, how do I get out? And then I got out. My wish was granted, not, (laughs) not the way I wanted it to be, but yeah, there are a lot of more, there are a lot more people who, 
who get other than honorable. So it's not an honorable discharge. It's not a dishonorable discharge. Mm-hmm. It's just you get out and you don't get any benefits. Yeah, and don't look back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a um, that was a very disappointing time. Um, you know, my parents were very disappointed mm-hmm. um, in me. And then again, had to call them up seven months after moving to an island and say, hey, I messed up again. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I really need your help. And luckily, I have a support system that is pretty, pretty good and mm-hmm. can and can help me out. Because uh, I know that there's not, not that's not always an option for people. Oh, yeah. To um, be stranded so far away. Right. I, I try to picture myself. How would I get home with with? You're dependent on the person you're with, and right, yeah, it would be really tough. Right, and it was hard. I mean, there was um, there was times that I just felt so stuck. I didn't know what to do, and even though um, I could have reached out before, it just felt like, no, I'm an adult, and I'm on the other side of the country, and I I made these adult decisions, so I have to follow through with them, mm-hmm. and um, there's no. I, there was a lot of shame behind it, for sure. Um, that was something that I've had to work really hard to get past. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily get over, because um, that's that's a whole different beast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, then I... I um, so, that's the beginning-ish, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe a little bit middle, because then I started my life over again as a single person. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time, I, um, I again, had the, the option that my parents really did help me. Um, they were living in Corvallis, Oregon, and I opted to um, stay in Portland because I thought it was very important for me to live on my own in a big city mm-hmm. and see if I could make it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, not necessarily the biggest city, but still bigger than Boise. Oh, so, yeah. um I I stayed there for a year and a half, mm-hmm. um, and I worked as a receptionist and uh, self-medicated quite a bit <laughs> while I was there. So um, yeah, I I think I think it's funny because uh, Portland is such a beer town. So yeah. I made this um, <laughs> I made this resolution. I was like, okay, you better start drinking beer. <laughs> this is what's gonna happen. So I started out drinking like uh, PBR. <laughs> <laughs> Just you it was know, the gateway beer. yeah, exactly the gateway beer, uh, and then and then I could really appreciate <laughs> the other beers, the microbreweries, and the, right. <laughs> the brewery beers. Uh, but unfortunately, it wasn't. Um, I was very sad. I I did not uh, I did not deal with leaving, so it was a big change. I mean, not only am I moving across the country and leaving this whole life that I had. But also um, then deciding to go through a divorce sure. as well, um, and so it was it was very hard at first to just cut that off. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there were talks. Uh, my ex husband and I did um, talk a little bit at the beginning, and he thought maybe he was gonna come to Portland. And then one day, I don't even know what the change was, but one day it was just like, no, I I can't have you coming here. This yeah. is this this wouldn't be a good situation. I am a totally, um, different person. And what you did to me was not okay. And I don't think that I can, I can get over that. Um, and so I ended up 
I actually ended up getting a divorce finally. I was okay with not having a divorce. So I was like, whatever, he's across the country. It's not a big deal. I don't have a lot of money, so how am I going to pay for this? Um, but I had the biggest crush on a coworker. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was like, I would never date someone who's married. So I'm like, okay, I won't be married anymore then. Let me figure this out. <laughs> so at the age of 24, I actually went through bankruptcy and a divorce. Wow. Yeah. Um, and again, that, sh- that, um, there was a lot of shame behind that. There was a lot of feeling very disappointed in myself and feeling like I really disappointed my family. Um, and then trying to just rebuild mm-hmm. everything. Um, so where are you at now with confidence? And let's talk yeah, about our, yeah. our mutual friend that, that got us right, together. Exactly. How did you guys meet up? So how we met up, um, we met up through the Boise Rad Fat Collective. We actually ended up at a um, pool party, a chunky dunk. So tell us all about this. Yeah. <laughs> so it was great. Um, I mean, oh man, talk to you about confidence. It did not exist. Um, it did not exist at all. Uh, until a few years ago. And I'm not saying that I am the most confident person, um, but I ended up um, moving back here. Uh, I went through another breakup, a pretty big one, um, somebody who actually lived with me and then left. And I found the Boise Rad Fat Collective um, because of Amy Pence Brown. Mm -hmm. I think I saw her um, video where she was in a bikini, blindfolded. That's a that's the classic Amy Pence Brown right. video. Yep. That's usually how everybody gets um, introduced mm-hmm. to her. And um, and then the found, down at the market. Where yes, she, yeah. down at the Boise Market. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I ended up in the group, um, and I just felt like I needed some kind of collect connection. So yeah. this was two years ago. Is this a, a Facebook group or just a regular, it's, like a meetup group? It's a what? Facebook group. Okay. Yeah. So it is a Facebook group. Um, the Boise Rad Fat Collective, although that's a, that's a misnomer or mi- uh, because there are people from around the world who are in the group. Sure. Um, but it primarily started out in Boise. Um, and just one day, I'm seeing all these things, and um, I definitely had body issues. Um, I have always had body issues. Um, I ended up gaining um, a lot of weight when I went to college right after um, I moved there uh, to Oregon. So I went to to college in Oregon and ended up very depressed and very sad and um, didn't like myself very much. Um, But then all of a sudden I see this woman who, um, who just didn't care (laughs) and not that she didn't care. I mean, we've taught, had a lot of, there's a lot of talks, um, but just was really more like, Hey, this is your body and your body does a lot for you. And, and you should accept, um, as hard as that is, um, everybody's body is beautiful and, um, beauty and the differences and, and no matter, um, what your size is, uh, you know, there's a lot of stigma behind it and there's a lot of, um, positive reinforcement that, that everybody's good. And for people who haven't seen the video, maybe describe that to me. So the video is, um, Amy Pence Brown is in the middle of the market. Um, it's a, it's a busy Saturday morning. That's always happens here. 
um, on Saturdays, and she is right in the middle. She has a chalkboard that, um, well, she's wearing a black bikini, and she blindfolds herself. And um, she just asks for people to write messages on her body. And it goes through, I don't remember how long she's there, um, but the video, every time I watch it, I cry. (laughs) Every time I watch it, I cry. And there was so much, um, so many messages of love and respect and it was just so beautiful. And I think she actually um, saw another person do that at one point in time. But um, but maybe not. I'm not sure. Maybe but either I, way, that's yeah. pretty brave and vulnerable. Yes, thing exactly. Yes, very vulnerable, very brave. Um, she was saying people came up and hugged and, and whispered very affirmations. And, and the whole time she's not seeing them. No, she's not seeing anybody. Um, and she, she came out of it... Uh, fully covered with beautiful messages, positive messages. And, um, she's, she's quite the, uh, body positive activist, mm-hmm. um, among other things. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I got, uh, I just thought two years ago after, um, after another kind of failed relationship and really feeling down on myself and really feeling like it's me, it must be me. It must be my outward appearance. Like, what am I doing? What's, what's wrong with me? It was so nice to find a community who's like, nothing's wrong with you. You're beautiful. Um, and I've met so many people through that chunky dunk. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so again, it's, um, it, it was a, it is and was a Boise rad fat collective. Um, event and we um we got together at a private pool and we wore whatever made us comfortable and we ate whatever we wanted to and our most of us were wearing bikinis uh that was the first time I had ever worn a bikini mm-hmm. um and it was just really nice it was really nice to share why we we were in the group um how it's helped us um and that was a real big time in my life that I needed that support and I needed that community and um it helped me immensely so um I met uh the the mutual person that we know in common um there and she is awesome yeah, she's great absolutely and I think if I hadn't have been in the I know for a fact if I hadn't have been in the Boise Rad Fat Collective group I never would have. So a year ago, I made a goal for myself. I do a lot of storytelling on stage. I've been at this event um, here in Boise. It's kind of like the moth, um, but it's called Story Story Night, where yeah. you um, get up and you say five to ten minutes of a true story without any notes mm-hmm. to a very large audience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I had done that. I had been, at that time, a two-time featured storyteller and then had done a slam which is a short five minute and I thought you know what I'm gonna try stand-up um, I like making people laugh uh, that was my goal and so there was an announcement last year um, last June this not this last June but the June before in 2018 uh, from a member who puts on um, Boise's funniest person and she said hey listen I want more representation hmm. Um, please, if you ever wondered about it, just come in and audition. Um, and so it was just an interview. You just sit down and you talk with them and they determine whether you're funny. Apparently I was, (laughs) uh, so I was picked for the top 20. 
Um, and then um, all of last July, so a year ago, I was in this competition. Uh, Jamie actually ended up coming, which was a great support and it was wonderful. Um, and I think that then even more helped me with my confidence, um, getting up on stage and just being able to joke around about really hard subjects, mm-hmm. um, has been so cathartic, uh, and just, it's, it's interesting cause I used to be very concerned about what I look like. Um, very concerned about my weight and, and, um, this wasn't even an issue. And so I stopped thinking about it. I just stopped thinking about if it was holding me back or what people thought about me or what, how they viewed me. And it was, it was so freeing. Maybe, it was maybe people pick up on that insecurity sometimes and then do judge us. Right. Right. And I think that that is a big thing. Um, I mean, I am now self-conscious in other ways. <laughs> it's not so much about my body anymore. It's now like, Oh no. Uh, am I funny enough? <laughs> uh, are, am I being too vulnerable about things? Um, yeah. And, and people picking that up. I mean, we live in a society that is not necessarily super, you want to believe, you really want to believe that, uh, it's embracing everybody and every, and love and, uh, it's not, there's a, there's some real ingrained, um, phobias mm-hmm. and, um, messaging and, uh, most of the time I, I have felt like usually if someone's bringing something up, it's because they're insecure about it too. Mm-hmm. They're really insecure about it too. So, um, easier to said than done to let that go yeah. <laughs> and be okay. I mean, I would say, um, regularly, I mean, I go to therapy every week. It's, um, it is a daily, sometimes hourly struggle to be okay. Yeah. Be okay with myself mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And that's where we're, that's where we end up. Right. Well, <laughs> it sounds like storytelling is really therapeutic. So would you recommend yeah. that other people do that? How would you give them the courage Absolutely. Know, to tell story? Absolutely. I think story is, um, if you want to, if you have ever had like the little seed in your mind, of whether or not, should I get up on stage? Should I say in my story? Yes, you should. Um, it is nerve wracking. I still get stage fright every time. Um, but being up on stage, it's like this moment of time. And usually it's three to 10 minutes three to 15 minutes at a time where I'm all of a sudden I'm in control Mm -hmm. of everything. Um, and I can share my story and I don't have to worry about anything at all. It feels so good. Um, and I would encourage anybody to, to get up if they really feel passionate about, um, sharing their story because story, story should be shared. I think what's nice too. I mean, I think what this gift is of storytelling and and comedy is that it also shows that we're not alone. Right. We're not the only ones going through these silly struggles and not that they're all silly, but we're, we're not, when I, when it comes to comedy, it's more silly, silly things like, you know, what we do after a breakup or Mm -hmm. (laughs) isn't that funny, but, um, but that 
uh, yeah, that, that we're not alone. Yeah. And, um, the best thing that someone had said to me at one point is that, um, we're always told that we're special and because we are, we're all individuals, but when it comes to sometimes big issues, we're not special because we're not the only one who has gone through this. <laughs> and it sounds really harsh, but it also, at least at the time, was really reassuring that to know that other people have struggled, other people have felt the way that I've felt, and other people have been able to keep going. And that's the biggest thing. Right. So that there's freedom in sharing these stories and right. definitely a way to connect with people who've been through sometimes horrible stuff, but right. not to minimalize what anyone else has been through. But yeah, there's a, a connection right. that happens because of it. Yeah, and, and I am so big um, on community, mainly because I constantly feel alone. Because <laughs> uh, again, uh, it, it is a daily struggle. I struggle a lot with anxiety and depression, and I can really get into my head and overthink quite a few things. Um, so, so being able to find people too and hope that they share their story as well, um, is so helpful, um, to feel like now I'm understood and now there's somebody else who shared, I have this shared connection with and it's, uh, it's helpful. Exactly. Well, I appreciate you telling your story today and I hope if anyone is listening and they have a story to tell that they'll, uh reach us you can uh, find us if you search for she likes to go slow podcast the page will come up and we'd love to hear from you if you're not local i could do a phone call you've got a story to tell or something that's changed your life i would love to hear from you and erin i hope we see you where on comedy what do you got coming up yeah the second weekend of august i will be hosting for sherry jfit at liquid laughs nice and so i'm really excited about that a whole weekend <laughs> all right i'll go and try to check that out thank awesome. you so much today yeah. for joining us thank you